Welcome to Pilgrim Talk. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. But finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Because they did not continue in my covenant, I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. What is it? After those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And wow. I will be their God and they shall be my people. That's ingenious, Dave. Well, The idea of writing the law on somebody's heart instead of giving them a, a whole load of regulations and lists. Well, doesn't, I mean, doesn't this... Um, confirm that um, all of our walking with God comes out of a relationship yeah because what he says is I will put my laws in their minds and I I God himself will write my commandments on their hearts individually Sounds like cheating. Individually. It's like God. cheating. You don't have to learn it. It's but put this, there by God. But this is this is the new covenant. Good, good cheating. <laughs> this is the new covenant yeah. that he's describing. Yeah. yeah. That between you and God, when you get with God and and fellowship with him and just sit in his presence, he's writing his commandments on your heart. And the fact that it's on your heart means that you do them. Because you want to do them. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and, and put their laws, put my laws in their mind. Yeah. You know, that heart and mind, that, that it's because we want but, but to do love, them. Love, Dave, can be such a powerful motivator. I heard a story today now. This will blow your socks off, right? And I won't mention any names. I'll try not to expose who this person is. But uh, this person uh, is a believer, right? And she was working in a part of Asia and she had such a care for the, the women who were entrapped in the sex industry there. You know the story how terribly they get in, in, um, abused and, and brought into that, that, that situation. Yeah. And uh, what she actually did was she got herself a tractor and a trailer and she drove it right into a red light district. Mm. And the people already knew her because of the work she was doing on the street. And all these prostitutes hopped on the trailer and she drove as fast as she could out of that place. Mm. And she rescued a bunch of women just like that. Mm. But guess what happened? A day or two later, wasn't her door kicked in and the police came in and confiscated her passport and said you're not getting it back until you show us a one-way ticket back to Ireland mm. right and so she rang her father who's a friend of mine and he got on to the uh, Department of Foreign Affairs and they got on to their Irish lady attache 
in that country who came and met her and told her that we look after you because uh, if if you wait uh, what they'll do is they'll escort you to the airport and they'll plant drugs in your bags and you will be arrested and put in jail for a long time in this country mm. and, and they managed to get her out mm. and what the amazing story but the and she did get back to Ireland you know mm. because the, apparently the the Russian mafia have the police in their pocket in this country mm. and it's 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 unreal you couldn't write a James Bond movie about this it's just mm. so vivid but what motivated her was her care and her love for these desperate women in these awful situations mm. you know mm. now I mean the, think about the love of God towards us and what God did towards us out of his love well it's, it's the most supreme act Jesus coming and taking it for us yeah. do you think God's going to stop there and say well I've done it I'm not doing any more for you lot I don't I think, think so no you no. know and I think history is proven you know true Christian history is proven the love of God towards people down the ages and it's extended the love of God towards you and towards me yeah. and towards the listener mm. you know it's, it's, it's unfathomable but writing his law in our hearts that's a master stroke of genius, Dave. Mm. You know, I work mm. as an architect, and the amount of regulations to do with construction, I mean, it's endless, it's truly endless, you mm. know. And the point is, the only reason any of those laws are there is because people made messes in the past. So people decided the solution to the mess was more law, mm. okay? Mm. So they think they can make a perfect planet by perfect laws mm. that are endless, you know. Mm. But it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, you know the yeah. truth is you want an honest person who's skilled and able at the bottom of the line who'll do a proper job mm. you know etc mm. uh, mm. etc et yeah but uh but ultimately to live a good or a perfect life that only happens when god god puts his law on the inside yeah you know yeah uh if you love someone dave you're going to keep the ten commandments towards that person you're not going to steal and you're not going to murder you're not going to commit adultery against them you're not going to you know lie about them you know all yeah. these things yeah because you love them mm. Mm. Yeah. well that that she says that in romans doesn't it that that love yeah. is the fulfillment of the law yeah it's, it's quite amazing you know people shake their fist at god i mean you know like secularists and people and say you know why doesn't if there's if god loves us so much why doesn't he come and fix everything but you know he's told us exactly what to do yeah what do you say though to someone who just say they've suffered a terrible injustice say somebody's murdered their daughter or something you know and they come on the news and they say i will never forgive i have a right to be angry yeah what do you say to that well i i i would say you do you do have a right to be angry but what are you going to do with that you're going to let that dominate and rule your life for the rest of your life yeah yeah, what is, it's a big question what are you going to do with that anger all right well you, you you said you have a right to be angry so it's like if you want to base your life on your rights yeah well good luck to you yeah sort of thing well <laughs> i'm not trying to be insensitive if i mean it's in the situation but i mean can yeah. you ensure that you are going to have your rights delivered to you all the time no, no you no. can't you can't so then you have to face the reality that you're not in control. And if you don't face that reality, you'll spend your life 
point. Dissipating. Dave, when you, you know, say you're not dissipating. Really, yeah, your whole life dissipating, trying to make sure that you get your rights. But when you say well, your life is not in your control, that's the antithesis of what popular culture tells you. Well, that's right. That you're the master of your own destiny. <laughs> you know, if you? you want it, you can have it. Can or, you? Oh, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> uh, to some degree, yeah, if I work hard and I save well, I might be able to buy my Porsche or something, you know. But, yeah. you know, I might lose my family and kids in the process. Well, I might get my Porsche, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know, Dave. It's, I think culture, I, I like on Spirit Radio, for example, it was a radio station in Dublin. You know, they have a, they used, I don't know if they still have it, they had a program called the Counter Culture Club. Mm. You know, and this is young people talking, you know, from a faith perspective. And mm. I, I love the title of it because it recognizes culture can be destructive. Yeah. You know, yeah. and in a sense, walking with God is countercultural. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, people get very angry sometimes when you decide to follow Jesus because they say, well, what about our traditions? Mm. We've always done it this way. How dare you mm. be different, you know? Mm. Um, you know, take a headhunting tribe in some part of the world, and suddenly you say, "Well, I'm not going to boil someone's head anymore." It's like that's countercultural. Yeah. It's a good move, but uh, <laughs> it it can get people in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because when you want to change, you know, there's a whole constituency that doesn't want to change. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to upset the apple cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and. You know, the kind of change that we want as, as Christians, we don't really know exactly what we will be when that change has taken place. Mm. So we can't really explain it to, to anybody, mm. what it is we want mm. exactly. And, and of course that really, even people who care for us and love us, that can really kind of upset them, you know, yeah, because it is. You know, people have tried that before and you know, ended up in a loony bin. Yeah, wow. So that's what they no, say. No, I have vivid memories, Dave, when I when I was quite young in the Lord, and I, uh, you know, I had a great desire to do what God wanted, but it came right into conflict what with what what my mother wanted. You know, mm. my mother was a very genuine person, loved me, but she was very religious, so she had certain expectations, and there was times I had to violate those expectations and stand against it. And it was a really, I remember crying, you know, it was a hard thing to do. You know, mm. I didn't want to hurt my mum, you know, mm. but I most definitely didn't want to disobey God. So, mm. so I was at this crossroads mm. time and again. And the Lord, looking back, the Lord was so faithful and he worked it all out, you know, mm. but it doesn't take away from the pain that was there at the moment yeah. and the hard and the tough decisions you have to make. Yeah. Uh, but just to, for listeners out there, just to encourage you, you might be at a crossroads of a tough decision, you know, and you know, I've got to do... The Lord wants me to do this, and I, I, I believe I ought to, etc., etc. But I know I'm going to offend people. I know yeah. I'm going to hurt people. You know. But uh, sometimes you just need that little encouragement to walk with God, mm. because the alternative is 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 to is to reject God. Yeah. And God won't be there shouting at the corner, shouting, demanding you come His way. Mm. No, he, he he doesn't work that way. Mm. You know, His Spirit works inside of you. Mm. Uh, it's quite mm. quite amazing. Mm. So uh, yeah, but we're motivated. Mo love is a is a motivation, the motivation, well, really. For I mean, that is there the is no plan B, is there, Dave? Well, that is the motivation, or that is the answer 
to the problems <laughs> of the world. And yeah. Jesus said that. You know, yeah, yeah. he said, the two most important commandments, yeah. that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, and love your neighbor. you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if humanity did that, yeah. the problems of the world would be solved. Yeah. Right there. Well, the problem is some people do love their neighbours as themselves because they hate themselves. <laughs> they hate the neighbour too. And there you go. But, uh, no, I mean, I think it's said in the context of a normal person doesn't hate themselves. You know, they love themselves. Yeah. And uh, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Uh, but, but to extend that love to, to your neighbour. But Jesus went way further than that. He, he said to love your enemies. Yeah. Now, I mean, mm -hmm. it's easy to love your friends and those who are who'll buy you lunch and be good to you, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what about those who are after slapping you in the head and abusing you and, you know, it's it's a challenge. Uh, as one guy once said, he said, you don't have to like your enemies. You just have to love them, you know. <laughs> and I think, you know, maybe for a lot of people, um, it's it's important to to recognise that if you if you love your enemy, you're not saying what they did was right. That's or absolutely not, critically you're not, important. Yeah, you're not, you're not condoning their behaviour because that's that's to that's to perpetuate an abuse. Well, if somebody right. was abused and to love them, meaning ah, sure, go on, it's no problem, get pick yourself up by your bootstraps. No, no, no. no. People suffer huge traumas and things, and uh, you know, trauma is a whole other subject we might talk about sometime. But you know the. You know, I absolutely agree with you, Dave. It doesn't mean that what they did was right. Absolutely. But but I think coming back to what you said earlier, what are you going to do with it yeah. when the injustice is done? Yeah. What are you going to do now? Are you going to demand your rights and sort of? Um, but but there's also a thing, Dave, here of of what's in your heart. You know, I mean, there's a say if a woman gets raped, it's right she reports to the police. It's right that the perpetrator gets arrested and brought to trial. It's right they get punished for their actions, right? Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the victim shouldn't in their heart forgive them. Mm. You know, it's right that they're locked away, you know. But 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 for the for the for someone I, I shouldn't have picked that example, but I think you probably know what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say to hold on to unforgiveness is self destructive. Well uh, the like the negative emotions that come out of that kind of trauma have a very damaging effect on on the individual who has suffered that tra that yeah. trauma and s somewhere along the line there has to be uh, a, a way of getting rid of those negative uh, that's right and it's, it's not a, it's not an instant and thing very often it's no, it, it, it's a no. process I believe yeah. I, I, I do believe that yeah um, and you know, to be able to to say to somebody, even in your own mind, you know, what you did was wrong and what you did was terribly damaging to me. But I can't live all my life in the ne with the negative repercussions of that. So what I'm doing with you now is I'm saying you don't owe me anything. I'm taking responsibility for my life and I'm releasing myself from what you did to me. You can go out of my life now. Mm. And somewhere there's, there has to be that, you know, uh, walking away from that whole trauma. Otherwise, the perpetrator 
is still in control. Well, it's like bullying, isn't it? Yeah, in, but in a way, like you know, the, the emotional control, the emotional yeah. damage that they did is continuing, mm -hmm. and in that sense, they're still in control yeah. until you can tell them, "You don't owe me anything. Walk away, please, right now. Just walk away," and you let them go. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it will be there for for whenever. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, just it's real words of wisdom, Dave. I have to say, <laughs> I'm not a psychologist. I'm, I'm no training in this. I just kind of follow Jesus best way I can. But, but that's not that's not an easy thing to do. That's no. not an easy thing to do, and it can be very, very well, difficult sometimes. But God's yeah. the God of the impossible, you know. And our example is this, Dave. If coming back to the issue of forgiveness, right? How on earth can I forgive someone who has done some terrible thing to me, except I myself have received a greater forgiveness? Mm. And the truth is that all mankind has fallen short of God's glory. We've all slapped God in the face and, and, and offended him in our lifetimes. You know, but some of us who have come to a relationship with Jesus, we've experienced the forgiveness that he has took on himself, our sins. And in light of that, nothing that anyone does to us it can exceed that mm. do you hear what i'm saying so yes. so i can forgive because i'm forgiven mm. jesus gave the parable of the guy who, the, who was forgiven a great debt and then he went off to throttle the guy who owed him a small debt you know mm. and mm. and in that there was a message there i believe about the great debt that mankind is forgiven yes by god yes and, and then to go throttle the next fella because he owes him a few bob mm. hold on something mm. missing here he doesn't quite realize he's been forgiven does he no. If, he's, if he's acting that way anyway we're going to leave it there we've run out of time again and uh, thank you all very very much for listening this is Anthony Brabison David O'Rourke saying goodbye God bless you and stay tuned in for the next episode whenever that is next week of course but uh, God bless you all thanks for listening bye bye